What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I got a very special episode coming from a returning guest. And (laughs) I can't believe how long how long at times flown because we talked about this on our last episode episode 90 uh back in march and she is back to do a market update uh for those of you that are new to the show uh for for those of you that are just now listening to the show she's a real estate professional entrepreneur investor and podcast host she is knowledgeable in residential real estate specialized assets distressed properties short sale, pre-foreclosure, and foreclosure, and mortgage lending with proven abilities in sales, lead gen, acquisitions, and relationship management. Lisa Florida, welcome back to The Real Build. How you doing? I'm doing amazing, Bill. Thanks for having me back, and it's impeccable timing. I can't believe it's been, what, six months since we last did a show, so... Um, lots of changes have come on. So thank you for allowing me your platform to be able to share with your audience because it's going to be important. <laughs> yeah, very important. I, you and I were talking about before the show quite a bit already. So we had to hit the record button because we got to save some of it for the show because we are living in a roller coaster of the world today. And it is just nonstop. Every time, everywhere you turn, something new is going on. So yeah. we are going to get into it. But before that, for the for those of you that are new to the show, like I said, episode 90, I had Lisa on. Uh, go check that out if you want to kind of backtrack and see prior to this what we were speaking about. But uh, I just want you to do a little quick intro about yourself just for those people that don't know who is Lisa Florida. Oh, thanks, Bill. I'm going to take the mic over. (laughs) You did give me a very kind introduction, but hi, everyone in the audience. My name is Lisa Florida. I'm a real estate agent from Southern California, specifically Orange County. So if people need a point of reference, it's the same county where Disneyland is at. And I've been in real estate for over 20 years, specializing in distressed properties. Um, I'm also the host of the 8 Billion Podcast, and I celebrate my one-year anniversary this year. So, I mean, this month, excuse me. So I'm super proud of that. I made it as a podcaster. (laughs) That in and of itself was a roller coaster and a feat, but I'm, uh, you know, here I am on camera and I'm still here. So um, what's just really... uh, going to be a little bit different moving forward is my involvement now with the distressed property market, which I'm hoping to be able to give you guys some good information today to take with you for an overall forecast of fourth quarter 2021 and into 2022. Yeah. And I was right when you reached out to me, I was very, very excited to have you on again because it, it, the world, it's just things have been crazy, and especially the real estate side, I'm starting to see things change. And then also in the construction side, things are definitely changing too. 
So, you know, we're in the fourth quarter. What are you seeing uh, from your perspective as far as the market? Where are we? What are you seeing? And then we can kind of just dive into it. Okay. So the last time we spoke in March, I did mention that the the mortgage moratorium was going to end in September. I believe it was September 1st where Biden was going to extend it to. He had extended it. I mean, he, the eviction moratorium, which is different, which is separate. This is allowing all of that. I I guess for the most part, you would say the, you know, the investors had a, had an accomplishment or like that was a big, um, win for the investors, because at that point, the eviction moratorium in August that was lifted would allow um, them to start uh, allowing these investors to start evicting for those that weren't paying rent anymore. So that was big. But remember, just please bear in mind, this all varies from state to state. And at this point, even if the eviction moratorium has lifted, no physical uh, evictions have started yet. So reportings have started. And I believe that maybe depending on each state, some of these, you know, um, uh, some of these landlords are going to start evicting some of their uh, of their tenants. So that's going to be really it made it on the news and media like for one week and then it completely stopped. But of course, there's so much going on in the world. Well, fast forward, they decided to end the, uh, the mortgage moratorium. Um, they extended it from September 1st to September 30th, and it has ended as of last week. So starting October 1st, they could report. That means that all forbearance programs didn't not necessarily end, but for the most part, unless you have a really strenuous case and all your documentation is in the bank, everyone has got to start paying their mortgages already. So here's what was alarming. So I ran the numbers. So across the board, some of the big platforms that will show you foreclosure numbers um, is going to, I think it's going to be Black Knight. I, and I'll, I'll, I'll forward these to you, Bill, okay. so then you can put it in the description. Black Knight is another great source. Realty Track is something that everyone can just go on realtytrack.com. Um, I ran the numbers on existing notice of defaults, right? That means 90 days. Um, 90 days or longer defaulted, then that's a recorded default from the end of July until probably last week of September in just Orange County alone in my county. And it's a, it's, I mean, Orange County is a pretty wealthy county. I mean, in terms of median price of homes is probably 800,000. There was already 450 Wow. Home homes in in NOD status. And that is outside of the forbearance program. So imagine for 18 months, the banks were not reporting any mortgage lates. So these were existing defaults that were already happening outside of forbearance. So just to, to give you those numbers, prior to us going into the pandemic, according to Black Knight, it was about 1.6 million homes that were supposed to be in, um, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast <laughs> bloopers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 1.6 million homes that were estimated to be in forbearance. We, with all of our tracking systems between me and all the distressed agents across the board, we think that this is about only 30% because mind you, the reporting hasn't started. So um, a big state to look at is going to be your state, Florida. So even if you look at, at Florida under pre-foreclosures and foreclosures already, the numbers are pretty high. The biggest numbers right now are showing in New Jersey. So any of any agents that are out there listening to this, if you're in the Northeast in New Jersey 
and you want to learn about distressed properties, you guys have a huge market coming on. Well, I mean, it's, this is a lot to take in too. And I mean, as far as, so when do you think the actual distressed properties are going to take place? When do, you know, if you're working in these markets, when are you going to start seeing it happening? Um, what is going to happen after that? Obviously all markets kind of link together. So is it going to be a full on uh, crash? Is it going to take the stock market with it? Cause like we, t- like we spoke about, there's so much going on right now. You got, you know, they're trying to pass a three and a half trillion dollar bill, mm-hmm. which is insane, an insane amount of money. Uh, increase the debt ceiling. So increase and give more debt, spend, spend, spend. It's just, it's one thing and- after the other we keep hearing about. And the, I mean, three and a half trillion dollars is, it's since I think they said it's a, billion dollars for every page of that bill or something. I I forget what they were saying, but it's just insane. So let's go into that. So when are we going to see this? We'll, we'll start there. And then what's it going to do to the rest of the markets? Well, here, let's backtrack. Okay. So anyone that's, cause let's just talk to everyone. So then they have, they can use this as a great resource Mm -hmm. as a podcast. Anyone who is an American, any of the homeowners who, participated in the forbearance. What I suggest you to do is you had up until September 30th to forward any documentation and they needed to have it in their system like time, you know, timestamped. So then they could know that if you did qualify and you submitted by September 30th, if you needed an extension on forbearance, they could probably look at it. What the situation is, is technically inside the banks, they will look at you as a technically defaulted, uh, defaulted homeowner. Now, what you have to do is you take that total that you were technically, you didn't pay. So for some people, it might've been partial mortgage payments. It might've been a missed payment. For some people, they went the whole 18 months. What you have to understand is we were led to believe in the beginning that these forbearance programs would just be tacked on to the very end of the mortgage, right? And you could just hop back on and just start making your payments. Because of course, we were all in a pandemic and just thinking, could we just save our lives? What a lot of people don't understand is the forbearance programs might, there are some that are going to be like that, but not everything. Because if you can, let's just say here in Orange County, if median price of mortgage is 3,500, you went 18 months, right? That's 63,000. Now you have to settle that 63,000 with the bank and figure out your either how, what they're going to tack on in the back they're going to ask for payments up forward or increase your mortgage. And then you stay on that plan for three months to show good faith. And then you can get back on something, but everything is going to be a negotiation until you're technically reinstated. So people who are under forbearance programs understand that, that inside the banks, you are technically a defaulted file. So if you don't, so that's what I'm saying. Like, even though October 1st, they could start reporting, I believe that for people that I've talked to that have been under forbearance and they've called into the banks, they said that they can, if they want to start making their payments, I think a lot of them are going to start making them by November 1st. So where you'll start seeing maybe 30, 60, 90 day late is probably going to be towards the end of, I would say the year, but you'll really see 90 day notice of a notice of default, which is a recorded notice of default. That's technically you've missed three payments straight 
And now you are, you're 90, you know, 91 days in default and you have a recorded document. You'd have to get yourself out of that in order to get, you know, reinstated. So there's so many different levels of where you're at. And that's why I wanted this podcast to be a helpful resource to anyone. It's, it would behoove you guys to already call your lenders and start asking or negotiating how your forbearance program work is working out. That's going to be first and foremost, because just by sheer numbers, not everyone is going to get through that. And imagine everyone right now, there's going to be a high volume of calls because this moratorium lifted. Mm -hmm. It was kind of better if people kind of did, started doing it in the summer and prepping for it. But everyone was kind of holding their breath if Biden's administration would extend again. Mm -hmm. And they didn't. And they really don't have reason to extend because we've got to raise our debt ceiling by October 18th. So that, I mean, that is going to be big. It's, it's going to be big. So there's more behind the scenes that's happening on top of the fact that, what is this? I, I have notes here. So then I, I can make sure that I get all of this information out to your audience. Right. Um, Florida, like I said, Florida is a big, you know, Florida's big, uh, California is big for some reason, Boise, Idaho. If you guys just go, if you guys are just regular, you know, audience members and you're just interested in this from either a perspective or just, you know, investors perspective or just curious about it, go on really realty track. That's realty and then trac.com. And you, you will just click on the categories and it'll show you nationwide where all the big numbers are coming from. And mind you, this is not reported numbers yet. So there's going to be some major, there's going to be some major shifts in the market. What you have different now, as opposed to like, and I mentioned this in our March uh, update, what you have that's different from the last mortgage crisis back in 2008 is that homeowners still have equity. So while they still have equity and before an onset of homes go on sale, it would behoove you to really figure out what your market price is and offload your home. Instead of being in, you know, instead of waiting for it to shift, because what we've done was we've kept the interest rates low so then our real estate market didn't crash. And of course, it did really well. It flourished. But eventually it would give way because the, the forbearance and the unforeseen circumstance of the pandemic would only give way to this. It was only time. So now we've got this huge tidal wave coming down and all we can do is speculate numbers right now. But for, for my, for between the organization and like the mastermind and, and the agents that we have, we track, they're tracking everything down to mortgage leads. Right now, they're not reporting. We haven't seen it, but literally we're in the first week of October. Okay. So you got, we have the low inventory. <clears throat> we have the low inventory right now. And so once this all takes kind of effect fully and people are like, okay, uh, I, I got some equity. I got to list my house. Is that mm -hmm. going to be all at once where, you know, you're going to have everybody doing it all at once. And that's, what's going to drive this market down. Do you think, um, is it because it, it's kind of getting to the point too, with this whole debt seal, you know, with the debt ceiling issue, the stock market's looking shaky, obviously, uh, you have the, uh, housing market looking shaky. You have a lot of things kind of like, okay, something's coming, um, yes. you know, and 
have we had every, I mean, they all work together. So once one goes, everything kind of goes too. So, you know, if the, if they all list their homes at once, when do you think that's going to happen? First quarter next year? Is that out of your prediction? Obviously this is just a prediction for anybody that's listening. Well, it's going to be tough and it's going to vary from market to market. But like I told you already, just in my County alone, 450 like notice of default. And I started working and going to these homes. So I'm literally boots on ground with these families, right? And I can't solicit. So I have a different way of approaching them. But in just two weeks, and this is outside of forbearance, in just two weeks, I literally put in like maybe four hours of work on the field, like trying to reach them. And I've gotten two appointments already. Because I what I think is a lot of these people for the most part, the pandemic has either protected them or the mortgage bankers have have been working with them. But when there's this whole onset of everyone coming on, they can't just be like, oh, I can't, you know what I mean? I can't, I can't extend this for you much longer. The moratorium has lifted on September 30th and these banks have to get their money back. Mm-hmm. What I was telling everyone is you have to always remember these banks will never forget what you owe and they are in the business of banking because they make money off your interest. That's what mm-hmm. sustained them. But the federal laws have kept them from really reporting for the last 18 months. So what you're going to have to do as individual homeowners is really get on it and and start figuring out where, you know, where you know if you can make your payments. And then, but this is why I'm saying it's going to vary from market to market because every homeowner is going to be faced with their particular lender saying, well, this is how much you owe, you know, in, in mortgages that you didn't pay during forbearance. How much of this can you pay? Can you raise your mortgage? Could you do this? And until that gets reinstated, then you're, then you're good to go as a homeowner. If not, that, that process still keeps on going while you try and figure that out. So that's what I was saying. It's going to vary from market to market. But with the moratorium ending as of September 30th, the first set of defaults you really will see will probably be by December 30th, where you'll hit the 90 days from people that didn't that couldn't make their that first mortgage payment from the time the moratorium lifted. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very interesting when we spoke back in March and now it's just only gotten even more crazier too. Yeah. It's gotten more crazy. Yeah. And you, you brushed on the debt ceiling. So what if they don't increase the debt ceiling in your opinion? How, what is that? What's going to take place with that? Cause obviously we have a lot of arguments going on within Congress and it's, you we're seeing that craziness take place. So What's yeah, what's happening with that, in your opinion? I know that they're talking about even extending it to December, but we can't. I mean, we're super hyperinflated right now. We printed mm-hmm. so much money, so mm-hmm. much money. And the thing is, you know, I've even watched something like something on my YouTube feed came up with like Robert Kiyosaki and I don't get to watch him. I love him. But he's like, I'm pure capitalist. And he goes, he's he's predicting a mortgage. I mean, the biggest financial I think I crisis. I saw that too. Did you it see that? up on mine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, I think I watched the first 20 minutes. He kept, put, you know, he kept marketing his book. And, and he's, but he's really great. He said, I'm a pure capitalist. And he goes, with all the money we're printing, he said, we created such a big gap, right? Between the rich and, and the poor. We're, we are creating even more of a big gap right now. And even just prices, you and I just talked about it, just grocery shopping. It's mm-hmm. 200 more for the same things that you guys got. Like 
I used, I know I was out running errands and I had to go get a combo meal. Combo meals used to cost us seven, $8. I paid $12 for a combo meal. Like, what is this? It's, and it's gonna, it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's, I honestly believe it just kind of depends. They're gonna, they're gonna battle at it between the left and the right. You know what I mean? Because that's, but at the base, regardless of whatever side you're in, I've, and I've said this on multiple podcasts, you're not, they're not going to ask you if you're a Republican or Democrat when you put in your, you know, your, your loss mitigation and all your applications, you just got to navigate what's best for yourself. Yeah, I, I highly agree. I mean, they're, as they're bickering, we're the ones taking the hit. Taking the hit. And, and it's, it's like, a trip to the grocery store, you're definitely seeing it. You're definitely seeing it everywhere else. You buy a cup of coffee at Starbucks. It's more, it's more money now, mm-hmm. or they can't get it or something because they, they don't have, um, you know, a certain thing or they don't have enough of it. And you just keep hearing that excuse, COVID, COVID, COVID. Same with um, building materials, as we were talking about before the show, it's, it's, appliances are coming staggered. We have to pre-order stuff well ahead of hands. We have windows and doors that are taking 30 weeks plus just to get those. Uh, we can't get Sherwin-Williams paint right now. So we have to go to Benjamin Moore. We can't, um, steel's th- gone up through the roof. Lumber's starting to slowly go up again as well after it came down. You know, it's just it, plumbing material and supplies, pilings. Uh, we drive pilings here because we're on the water. Uh, they ran out, uh, where they usually get them. Uh, they ran out of steel for them. They couldn't get the steel and the steel was back ordered. So now our piling companies having to go up to Tampa to get pilings, which the freight charges are insane. So now the customer is paying double for pilings as well. So it's, it's literally been one thing after the other. And we see it more than ever in the building industry. I mean, wiring for electrical has gone up. Um, generators, you, you gotta, we have to order generators now. And a lot of people do generators where we're at because of hurricanes, we have to order them eight months, eight to nine months ahead because they can't get them. Yeah. So it's, it's all these ACs, same thing, HVACs. If you're not a builder, I've heard from other people that are trying to get AC parts, stuff like that. They're having trouble getting parts. Uh, they're having trouble getting new units and most of the AC companies are providing for the builders. Uh, so we've been okay, but they've gone up in price too. carrier, which we use 15% uh, has gone up. Um, it's just, it's literally one thing after the other every single week. And I jokingly said to you, I feel like a shrink with my customers because it's some, I got to pick up the phone and say, this is where we're, this is why this is why, you know, it's yes. just, but it's getting ahead of it. I, I always set that expectation. That's what I've always been good at. Uh, because if you don't, they're going to be very upset, but it's just, it's, it's literally one thing after the other on the real estate side, I'm seeing kind of properties now it's flatlining. So mm-hmm. things are sitting, they're not selling overnight anymore. It depends on the property. If it's brand new, good price, Somebody might scoop it up, but other than that, if it's, there's just a lot of the same stuff sitting, which wasn't happening about last time we spoke, it was, things were crazy. Correct. They were selling overnight. So they, they were selling overnight. I mean, even in that time frame, right? Like if I had a client that came up to me and more than likely, cause I service more buyers, I was like, unless you really need to get in a house right now, I'm not encouraging you to buy. Mm-hmm. 
And, but, and my only thing was just because I said to them, if it's, you know, real estate is really high right now. You, I said, one, you're going to be disappointed because there's 20 bids on top of all the 20 bids. They're all overbidding and releasing appraisal contingencies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you, this is really like hyper, hyper inflated. So I said, if you have to get in a home, I'll represent you, but please stay in it for a long time. The good thing is if they gone in, they got in at a low interest rate. So I'm not trying to tell everyone like, hey, whoever just bought in the last six months, you're, you're going to be at a loss. All you got to do is just stay in your property and you paid low interest rate for it. So just ride the wave while this market corrects. Mm. And honestly... I know we can feel it. And I think a lot of people who are finance savvy or have just been watching the real estate market, they know it. It's just that they're not really announcing it. I mean, I thought it was pretty big, but JP Morgan Chase, the CEO came out last week and he announced that there's going to be mortgage defaults because he said, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, he goes, and I'll I'll actually put it, I'll forward it to you. He said, it's going to be apocalyptic, I think is the word that he used. You know, or catastrophic or cataclysmic. Yeah. Don't quote me until you see the article, guys. But <laughs> for a CEO of JP Morgan Chase to come out on CNN and say that that the defaults are are coming out or they're anticipating defaults, that's pretty big. Because Chase, Bank of America, and Wells Fargo will never make really big statements because they are big financial holders. I mean, they're the biggest banks in the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and I think a lot of it's going to be too, because people did get a little complacent with what, what was going on. They, you know, they didn't have to pay a mortgage. They had, they were getting money through, you know, uh, they were getting free money from the government uh, through stimulus. They were able to spend money. Money was flooding the market. They were buying things. Things were going up, putting it in the stock market. Stock market was going up. Uh, some were losing money at that and they, you know, free money is free money. So they're probably gambling it in a different way, basically Mm -hmm. gambling it um, because it's not earned money. And then we get into, because of that, you and I touched on this before we started recording too, the lack of people wanting to actually go to work. Restaurants are really, really struggling um, to find help. We are a construction they're everybody's really, really struggling as well, or their workers are leaving, uh, trying to find places for hire. Cause there's a lot of jobs right now. They're paying very high. That's like a bidding right now is a great time to be somebody that's unemployed. That's looking for employment. Let's put it that way, yeah. because you can make a lot of money because people need, people need workers more than ever. And it's, it's part of the problem, you know, that they, they're, they were getting so much money and now they've become comfortable. I mean, you, you, there was like somebody was telling me, like we talked about too, that you can get paid to sit on your couch more than you would working a, mm-hmm. you know, your nine to five job. So why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you just say, and you're getting paid per child that you have as well. So it's like, you know, yeah. it, 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 why not? Why not do that? Yeah. We kind of shot ourselves in the foot by doing that. We really created something lazy. And then and then I believe that they said that EDD or uh, unemployment ended first week of September. So they thought there was going to be a boost in, in people looking for jobs. They said that it's not happening. So I'm yeah. all like, what's going on? I was like, do I was like, unless people are just like, I'm going to follow, I'm not going to work. I'm going to follow my happiness and I'm going to risk it all. But that's, 
I mean, any of those decisions will have major repercussions on, in, you know, on the finances. Well, so, well you yeah, could, I mean, the whole thing is you could sit on a couch, stack cash from what the government was giving you, save it. And now you have enough mm-hmm. to get you through a certain period of time. So now a lot of these people are like, I don't need to go to work. I got enough cash till that'll get me through next February. You know, so why, why should, and then I'll, then I'll go look for a job. So you're getting that attitude quite a bit towards things too. But by that time, is it going to be too late? You know, and you start thinking about that. Is it going to be too late where things are crashing? They can't afford things. People are out of business. Businesses are closing and Mm -hmm. they can't hire. That's what comes with collapse. And, and it's scary to think about, but you're seeing all this get set up cargo ships, outside not getting into port uh i mean it's going to be an ugly holiday season i can already predict that because is is that happening in florida also i not that i've I, only news thing i've seen is california that's all i've oh. seen i have not seen it with florida i don't know if it is happening i know desantis has been pretty on top of a lot of different things but i know the main ports obviously are on your coast too for a lot of goods i mean i've seen yes. You know, farmers, a lot of the product from farmers aren't as good either because they don't have employees or because they're trying to produce the demand too fast is what I'm guessing too. And their crop isn't as good. And um, I mean, meat's high price now. Everything has just gone Everything's through the roof. High price. Poultry, I think chicken, I've seen in restaurants, local restaurants here, they raise their chicken wing price because there's a shortage of chicken wings. So it's double the price. I mean, it's insane. Like even just in the summer, if like me and a bunch of girlfriends will go out to dinner, each of us are by the time like your 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 dinner plate in and maybe two drinks, and then everyone splits a dessert. We're a hundred bucks in. Oh yeah, yeah. Easy. And I was just like, oh my gosh, we would never. This was like my this is like my allowance for like two months before when I was in college. Or yeah, yeah. No, I saw same same exact thing. I went to dinner. Uh, we had uh, we got it from my real estate broker or whatever. He gave us gift cards or whatever. Thankful for that because we got the bill just for two of us dinner. Uh, think a couple drinks each, and then uh, one of our drinks was insane. But not getting into that <laughs> detail. But uh, and then um, I don't know if we even had dessert, and it was over two hundred dollars. So yeah, it's just. And this was for, I had a steak and she had, and my steak was like, and it was a surf and turf dish, but anyway, it was like $59. Like I said, I had gift cards, thank God, but it was a pricey, it wouldn't never be, it never was that expensive, you know, and, and you're starting to see these things where these price increases, even in, in every restaurant, like back to the chicken wing thing, um, you it's double the price you pay, you get less wings, but it's either the same price or you pay double for the same amount. (laughs) So it's like, what is going on? Is this a a trick? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and you're seeing, it's just all these little things you're starting to see, but in the construction industry, we see it more than anybody because we're dealing with this on a consistent basis. Tile, you know, uh, everything, there's a lot of tile now that's special order tile because you can't get it as fast. So we're literally having to shift our business to kind of get ahead of all this. So we're having to meet with clients earlier, get their selections done earlier so we can get things ordered. Still, even if by doing it early, I have one house right now, we can't get sliding glass doors. I think 
because there's such a high demand in those that this manufacturer for windows and doors too, the quality isn't coming out as good uh, because we built my sister a house recently and her, she had two cracks randomly happen in her windows and we've ne- and it's impact glass. So we've never seen this before. And wow. she's had two windows do that. And I'm guessing because of poor craftsmanship, because they're pumping them out, you know, trying to keep up with demand because it's so high in Florida. I think we're the number one, move to state right now in the yes. country so it, it's you just in the building is it hasn't slowed down i'm still getting calls for building um it's just we've kind of capped ourselves to uh, where we're like yeah we're gonna we're a few months out before we take anybody on right now um but it's just it's been crazy and it's one thing after the other and i don't see it going for the better let's put it that way I, I personally don't see it either. And I'm not, I'm, I don't like in, you know, instilling fear in people. Neither but do I, I, yeah. yeah. But I'm just all like, okay, if I know this based on everything that I've seen in the past, if I can at least get, so here's the thing, you're either going to have to really like, if you don't want to work, you're going to have to save and save really well. Right. And then make it stretch, or you're going to have to really hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To really keep up. And then that's really what's going to define you because once prices drop, all these big investors are going to come up and buy up everything, which creates the bigger gap between people right now. Mm-hmm. And then here's the thing. If you're going to start evicting renters, where are they going to go? Because rents are still high. Mm-hmm. So they can't afford it. Where are these people going to go? Rent is just as much as a mortgage. Yeah, if not more. If not more. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's going to be a big issue. I mean, I like, you know, I, I thought things are high right now. I thought I was I, about selling my house. I looked around for rentals and the, so the rentals were, they were smaller than my house and they were thousand dollars a month more. So it's like, yeah. And people are getting them and then vacation rentals down here. Are so big that there's not many annual rentals anymore too. So right. it's just, it's crazy what's going on, um, you know, and then you think about the, what do you think your thoughts on the three and a half trillion dollar bill? I know there's a lot baked into this thing. We all, I mean, 2,500 pages in this bill, I think is what I've heard. And it's massive, massive spending. I don't think people can, I don't think people comprehend how big three and a half trillion dollars is. And then, you know, they talk about building infrastructure and building back better, but if we don't have the materials, this is me thinking logically here as a contractor, if we don't have the materials to build back better, how are they going to, how are they going to build back? Exactly. You know, and, I, and I'm I'm not going Republican Democrat here. I'm yeah. just laying out the facts here that materials steal everything is very very high right now. It's hard. There's a lot of things that are very hard to get as well. We're already seeing it even in the big builder scene, like Pulte Homes, all those guys that are building out big subdivisions. They're struggling because I mean roof tiles. Those just went up. We have to pre-order. Because dark roof tiles are popular right now. We have to pre-order them well, well ahead of hand. Um, the price has gone way up as well. And it's just because they can't get them. They're not producing enough of them either. So it's just a lot of weird, crazy things happening. It's a lot, yeah. When you, thought, it, when you thought it wouldn't. Yeah. And it's like, 
why is media quiet and not reporting anything? Because I think they know what they're going to be reporting. And I think it's just, like I said, what was really interesting too. So I, I had a friend that went into forbearance and she didn't even tell me until the day before it lifted. So thank God I told her, oh, I said, call and then find out. Well, interestingly enough, they, the bank, and she has a smaller lender. So she's not, she's not B of A, Wells, or Chase. And they told her to call back on the 16th. Well, interestingly enough, on September 29th, they knew that the debt ceiling needed to be raised by the 16th. So what I have this feeling is on the internal side in the banking system, they kind of already know which way they're going and they are going to enforce the, they are going to enforce like uh the the mortgage payments and they're going to move forward with that because they need to get their money back and we need to raise the value of the dollar or we are going to be paying 500 for groceries mm-hmm. you know what i mean or $12 for a combo or $15 where are these i mean these i, I don't understand where where this is all going mm-hmm. well it's it's a lot of everything is kind of all in a big question mark and like i said they point the finger at covid but the worker the opportunities there now businesses are dying they're crying for workers they're literally wanting people to work i, I think i heard um from i have a friend he runs catering halls up our wedding catering halls up in new jersey he said it's a big struggle just to find employees uh he even said at a restaurant that he knows too there was one of the owners was wearing like a t-shirt that basically said anybody can anybody please or there's no no it was there's only one or there's only one of me or something so please be patient because we can't find help you know so it's just there's and they're struggling to basically take care of all the people that are coming in and plus on top of it the food prices and all that like we brushed on too it's just it's everything and I don't think there's been a time in history where we've seen everything all being affected yeah. randomly and differently. Like randomly. Like or, and I know a lot of like real estate experts were always talking about like, this is going to create inflation. I just didn't think it was going to create, create this type of inflation this fast. Mm-hmm. That's what surprised me. For me being, I understood that the, you know, the moratorium would trigger a change in market, but the, how this inflation, like literally, and sometimes you have to pay attention really well, but it's probably when you're buying in volume, right? Like when you go and buy your groceries, do you start to notice it? But if you're just paying one or $2, you're not noticing it, mm-hmm. but they, they are inching up those prices just because one, they're probably like, I don't have employees and you know what I mean? It's, it's all just a trickle effect. That's why I'm really concerned or I'm trying to get on as many podcasts as I can across the nation just to let people know. So then they can just prepare in their own markets. You know, you've got, you're going to have a very busy market, Bill. (laughs) I'm telling you, it's good for investors. There's going to be investors that are going to be able to pick up. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you how unique this, I mean, distress market, I have two appointments and interestingly enough, my one of my appointments has a trust deed that a second trust deed that he's that he has a notice of default on, but it's from the previous it's from the previous homeowner and wasn't reconveyed properly. So technically he has to go back to title and clear that with them. But then I was just like, how can why would they create an NOD? So what some of you know what some of my colleagues and I were thinking was that oh, he's going to sit on it and he might actually even foreclose on it. 
Because what he's going to do to the first is either buy out the first or just make the payments and take it over. And then he could take back the house if he wanted to. It's going to be really interesting what's going to be happening because people are going to want to, you know, take up properties, you know, mm-hmm. they're going to want to get it any way that they can. I, I'm curious to how this general area where I'm at here in Florida is because there was such a mass movement down here of people trying to get out of where they were and come to Florida. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still, it's, it's not as crazy now, like I said, but uh, I mean, I'm, where we build is Marco Island, Florida. And I was just, I was talking to somebody about that today because I live up, I live in Naples and, and it, they were like, well, do you miss living in Marco? I go, no, because never has there been a time. And I go, you're about to experience where everybody's all going to be here at once. Cause it's very seasonal too. Yeah. So October, the car, oh, yeah, that's car, right. The yeah. snowbirds. Yeah. They all start coming back. So I go, now you're going to have the full-time people that moved here full-time. And then you're going to have all the snowbirds here at once. There's no way that small area is going to be able to hold that infrastructure. You know, that, that infrastructure is going to be able to hold these people, you know, just because it's going to be so many people all at once, it's going to be crazy. So, I mean, that, Naples is a lot bigger, obviously it's still crowded. The traffic's still cra- going to be crazy, but it should be interesting to see on top of that, like how many people over leveraged themselves because of mm-hmm. low interest rates, selling their home up north, moving down here and um, coming down. It's I because it's like Orange It's like your area here down in Naples is very similar. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of money, too. Mm-hmm. There's And it's it should be very interesting to see. What happens? I, th- I think it will be. And to be honest, let's even say that you guys are going to experience because the numbers are, you know, like Florida is a state that everyone's kind of looking at. I mean, California would be too. But um, hopefully what happens is even with the influx of people like entering, hopefully it doesn't like crash the market, like meaning to say that there are going to be people like that pick it up. So even if it does go down, people are going to start picking it up. Hopefully what doesn't happen is that the interest rates doesn't don't raise too much. But you know, with everyone wanting to go down to Florida, hopefully it'll help level off the market. But it would be really interesting to just pay attention to the numbers for fourth fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like definitely. I said, investors are going to do, you know, I and I even know that in the last years, because I know that there were people that I knew that were focusing on the the Gulf Coast or no, the the what is this? The. In, like close to Orlando, because there was a lot of the investors and in multifamily units that wouldn't. That oh, the East default. Coast, yeah. Yeah, because they they weren't being able to make, so they were offloading their properties, the multifamily units for really good prices. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, like, that's what I'm saying is everyone loves the weather in Florida and California. It's, it's going to be really interesting to kind of watch what happens with the market. This is now when you really want to watch and pay attention to everything. So do you do what Kawasaki said and move all your money right now into gold, silver, and Bitcoin? <laughs> he said that. He's all like, I'm going to buy it. He goes, remember, it's all about buy- what, when you buy it for. And yeah, he, like, he was calling a crash on that too. So, I mean, if all that crashes as well, and then you have a... Uh, real estate crash then you have it and in you know like I'll, I'll if i go on my youtube it's just crazy it's like crash stock market crap prepare yeah. you know like that's all you see is the, you don't see it on media <laughs> and that's that's i i 
don't really watch a lot of regular news anymore just because it's all you every time I turn it on I just get aggravated on top of it just yeah them fighting with each other but you I watch a lot of YouTube and kind of try and stay up to date on that and I have a hobby shop business too so I stay update there but long story short that's all you're really starting to see and I mean we've seen that these those type of videos in the past because they try and grab the attention of people yes. as well but now you kind of have that eerie feeling of it's you know, it's that feeling right like it's too quiet on media yeah. and yet you have everyone saying on youtube like this market is gonna crash yeah and do you pull all your assets into cash do you you know do you put it like what do you do that's the question people are trying to figure out too if you're in the stock market do you sell now i mean yes it's a it's gone down within the last couple of days i think today was a update you know but um or if you have your 401k do you turn that into cash what are you supposed to do you know it's that's the question people are wondering as well um if you have crypto do you sell that too is that market gonna tank along with everything else so i mean because there's so many investment areas what do you do? Do you convert your money to cash, but the dollar keeps dwindling down? So what's going to happen if you convert your money to cash? What that? What's cash going to be worth? You know, I, you know. Just, that's what I, I was. I'm even. I'm trying to figure it all out too because I'm all like asking my cousin who's in finance. I was like, should I go to the banks and ca- get my cash? You know what I mean? <laughs> but then my cash isn't going to be worth anything according to this inflation, right? What I. What I genuinely think is it's going to be a great opportunity if you do have some, uh, you know, monies to invest is to buy while it's low. And then mm-hmm. if if you happen to not be able to cash out and your your portfolio starts to drop, you just got to hang on through the wave. Now, how long that is going to be is going to be, it's, it's kind of unpredictable right now. Some people yeah. were saying, you know, some people from... From us and the numbers that we're seeing, we, we're saying that it might be about a five-year stretch. But again, I don't know. It could be it could be less than that. Let's you know? hope, yeah, let's hope it's not a long term. Not thing. a long, yeah. <laughs> but we did have, I mean, from a real estate standpoint, you know, considering how big that mortgage meltdown was in 2008, I mean, that they, they rode that for a good five years and then everything started, started going up and that's another thing to pay attention to is just the investors now have pooled their capital together. So their buying power is so much different than in 2008. Mm-hmm. Before you used to find these wealthy millionaires that would go to the auction blocks and then bid like 80,000 and take a cap, like, but then you've got big capital groups that are buying pools of 50, a hundred million, like, you know, and that's why, a lot of the smaller guys in real estate or working in distressed properties or the investors, they're not delving into like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, because they sell their pools off in high numbers. Mm-hmm. They're dealing with the smaller banks where they can, you know, take a list, look at a list of 30 to 50 homes and say, okay, let's bid these properties, you know? Yeah. Well, one of the things is that I've heard too in the past, which it's probably true by no means financial advice by the way but 
you follow what the big guns are doing basically mm-hmm. follow what are what are the top top guy what are the top financial people doing right now like your bill you know you have your bill gates or bezos and those type of guys with billions of dollars what are they doing they're buying real estate uh i right. think bill gates bought farmland bezos is buying land they're all constantly buying real estate and turning their cash into real estate because one thing about land and real estate in general is it's not going away and everybody needs a roof over their head that's another thing and it's it's just such a great asset to have we've been we've heard about this even in a real estate crash i mean general certain areas recover faster than others but real estate usually recovers i mean i mean can't even say usually it always recovers yeah Uh, so it's just I don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, if you got cash on the sidelines, I, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Right? It's hard because <laughs> I, you know, it just depends. I've got friends that will buy up gold and silver and they were doing it this last year. And then I've, I have other friends that really went into crypto. Yeah. Like NFTs, huge. you got NFTs, NFT. you got sports yes. cards, you got, you know, there's so many different areas to set your cash to convert it into something else. So it's, what do you, you but know. another thing Kiyosaki said too, he goes, we are done if the federal government creates a cryptocurrency for all of us because they will know everything that we spend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so agree. He's, yeah. So he's like, I'm a pure capitalist. He goes, Trump is my friend. He goes, I'm a pure capitalist. I've been accused of so many things, but I'm a capitalist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they're investigating every single little thing, I mean, you spend over $600 and, and they want to investigate why you spent that money or where, I, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy to think about where things are going and what they're trying to do. And it's, I, I am pro less government. I always have been. Um, I consider myself kind of in the middle of things. I lean a little bit more to the, to the right, to be honest, than to the left as far as his views financially and stuff. But, um, I just don't like government monitoring every single decision you make. And is that where we're going? I don't know. That's a whole nother topic to discuss. We've been talking about that for a long time (laughs) and even outside of finance industry. Yeah. Yeah, we are so. living in really unprecedented times. It's going to be interesting how we get through this. And it's not even just the United States. It's global, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if, you, if you've been watching this either, but they were talking about Evergrande from China. The Evergrande from China is the Lehman Brothers of, you know, of of China. And they're the second largest real estate developers in, in China, but they're $330 billion in debt. And I think about 4% of their investors are represented by everyone around the world, but they're just talking about bailing out just their nationalists. So anyone that's, you know, that, that, that's going to be pretty scary too. I mean, everyone is going through it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like I said, scary times, people, the best thing people need to do is prepare, get do your research as much as possible. Uh, I, I mean, my advice, turn off the actual national media and do your own research. Yeah. Do your uh, own research. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause me too. I don't, I don't listen to media. The only reason that I was, I think I knew about the Jamie Dimon release, uh, on CNN with, um, Morgan, JP Morgan, um, was because someone had tagged me on it. And so I was curious to see what he said. And it was a pretty bold statement, 
you know, because mm-hmm. he was he, he was saying that. And I would believe they're one of the big first in, the biggest institutions so far to come out and first start saying something about defaults. Yeah. But I think that he is at least like they're piecing it out and putting it out there. And then if anyone just kind of puts two and two together, another person to watch out for would be um, the gentleman. I, did you ever watch uh, the movie, the big short? Mm-hmm. That same guy is, I think his name is Michael Burry, B-U-R-R-Y. That they, they're recommending that you kind of just follow what he does. Cause you remember he, he, bet, he betted against the, the market and he was absolutely right in the last he, mortgage is he doing it again? I think he is. Yeah. It would be, yeah. I don't even know how you would bet against the market, I guess. Uh, I like yeah. he was hedging against the market because like everyone, remember they were like yeah, the yeah. big hedge funds and he was, he, I think he he bought the futures in, in betting against it and he uh, made okay. Okay. So I know I have to circulate back and watch. There's probably going to be some real gems in there that you can pick up and be like, Oh, maybe I should. Look yeah. Into maybe that. I should do that. Maybe that's where <laughs> I should put our money. But <laughs> yeah. So no financial advice here, guys, we're just giving you some resources of maybe go look at this movie and maybe go look at and watch this. Yeah. I mean, do it's all about doing your own research. Like I said, like we talked about and it's, it's wherever you feel safe putting your money mm-hmm. put your money it's just because you don't know if we could if we all had a crystal ball we'd all be completely rich, rich. And, but we don't and but we can you can i know a lot of majority of america can sense something's not Something. right uh yeah. whether whatever view you have uh right left in the middle whatever you, there's everybody's kind of like all right this isn't kind of what yeah, it something should be. just energetically doesn't feel right like yeah and i'm not it's gonna almost get that in. calm before the big storm <laughs> yeah and i i'm not gonna get into conspiracy there you know people <laughs> maybe they're not i don't know but it, we can go on and on about those and what's actually going on but we're just trying to deliver as much facts and get you to places that you should look to do the research too which you'll definitely share those links with me absolutely uh to help out um any and then fi- i'll also, I'll, I'm sorry to enter, but I'll also no, forward you two links that you can put in your description box for anyone in the audience. If you want to know the state-to-state eviction laws, there, I'm gonna. There's a website, and then it, it'll link by state. So if you're curious to know which state and the eviction laws there, um, I'll I'll provide that to Bill. And then another one is um, it was a Chicago Tribune article that talked about the mortgages in each of the states. So those were like rough numbers, I think by the summer, but at least if it helps guide you in your own state, you can kind of do your research from there. And you said, as far as finding out about um, the real estate, Realty Track was one site and what was the other one? Realty Track, Black Knight is what a lot of agents use. Uh, Property Radar is another one, but typically a lot of people have to pay to get the subscriptions. So I think those are people that are deeply embedded or, you know, you're really trying to to uh, bring in like your categories in terms of like if you use property radar. Um, So there's a lot of different resources out there. I would just suggest like you and, and they vary. You know what I mean? So I would say start, you know, do a Google search and see what works best. And then, you know, I mean, it's just going to be a process of things that are going to start to make sense or things that click for you that you should look at, Mm -hmm. you know? 
I agree. Lisa, this has been obviously awesome. And I'm going to have <laughs> you again on again in another. <laughs> we'll do months. December. <laughs> like we'll do, we'll yeah. have to do this every quarter now. I, I, I agree because this is, it's time to, I, I enjoy having you. It's a great conversation every single time. I, I, before you go to just final thoughts, what do you think? What should, you know, your, some final ideas of what's going on or what buyers and sellers should be doing? What What are your final thoughts? Here, Okay, here are my final thoughts. If anyone participated in forbearance, please contact your banks already and get an understanding of where you stand because what you need to do is reinstate your loans if you plan to stay in your home. If you if you find yourself in a situation that you you are not able to make those mortgage payments, you can you can contact me. And even I'm currently licensed in just the state of California, but I work with a network of agents across the nation that are home advocates. And so what we do is we provide you all your resources to go down, or at least you know you could check off the list, right? That's first and foremost. So just stay informed with you know working on yourself right now and sticking to your, your home plans. Um, and then I would just tell everyone, like, I, I believe that October is going to be a big announcement of where we are going to go financially as a nation. And like I said earlier, if it is a matter of you would rather take it easy, work on certain things, be more creative and, and change, switch positions in your career, I would just say, you know, it might behoove you to really just be a saver first while we, we watch what the fourth quarter does. If not, there's a lot of jobs out there, guys. There's a lot, a lot of great bosses like Bill if you're in Florida, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Just in my take on everything, too, is you can't live in fear. You just got to keep moving forward as much as possible. Keep forward. You know, and I don't want to see that gap grow so big between being rich and poor because at which point, right, are these big capital groups or the rich are just going to continue to get richer and mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Do I mean it? Hard work really will pay off. I mean that's. I mean it. It's it's very true. Like, like for me when I get got back on the field, I was like, I haven't done this for 10, 12 years. <laughs> and then I I even had a homeowner yell at me, and I was just like, Why am I doing this? But I said, you know what? But I said for every homeowner that yells at me, and I understand that they're distressed. I could I could say I can help people stay in their homes. And that will mean so much more to them. Yeah. Know? And that's why I lo- love having you on. It, it's just because that's what this show is all about. It's just doing the right thing, too, because so many people, you know, they'll call a typical or I shouldn't say typical, but they'll call a real estate agent and they'll be like, so, yeah, what do you think about the mar- market's great? You, you, you know, mm-hmm. now's the time to buy low inventory, you know, but it's still a great time. But is it? And I'm not trying to scare anybody out of you know, find uh, an investment or doing what they want to do. If you want to buy a home, if you have the cash, buy a home, mm-hmm. you know, but I'll, obviously I, on the building end, I'm honest with people too, because we talked about this is just being upfront with them, you yes. know, letting them, letting them know what to expect, uh, mm-hmm. how the process is going to go. Not just saying, Oh yeah, it's just like it always was. And, uh, you know, home prices are, they're normal and stuff like that. No, I tell them materials are higher. Uh, I've had people say, well, I think I'm going to wait. I say, Hey, yeah. I mean, that's not a bad mm-hmm. idea. So wait and see what happens. Materials could go down. It might be a while. Um, you, I don't know. Time frame is when everything is going to go down, but 
whenever you're ready, just watch it. And I have people on the sidelines right now that I've, I've spoke with and got them a property, a, a empty lot at a good time, but they don't want to build yet because we mm-hmm. had that conversation. I'm just being honest is such a key thing. Cause people are going to respect that more. And, you know, I have people, they're ready. They're ready to sell their house up North, just be down in Florida. Okay. You know, and you're ready yeah. to build, but there's expect delays, expect certain things that you might not be able to get during this time. Uh, you have to be ready for these certain things. And, and it's just, that's why I appreciate you because you're just, you're honest with people. And then everybody that's been on the show is just doing business the right way. So yeah, thank no, you. thank you. That means a lot to me too. I was just, yeah, it's yeah, like I said, it is hard, but you want to give them all their options. Like he, he, like this one person, for example, he's like, oh, I'm good on my first trustee or his first lien, but he doesn't understand that even in the second trustee, they can foreclose and they can make the pay, they can buy out the first lien holder. And before you know it, you'll be dealing with them. Mm-hmm. And and he and he's done his, you know, like I mean, he's done a noble thing paying his first mortgage. He didn't really own the second trustee, but this is the type of creative real real estate that's going on right now. If you don't understand, that's why I was like, well, the guy yelled at me. I was like, well, God bless you. I hope you get to stay in your house. But yeah, you know, and I get it. They're distressed. This is not yeah. an easy market to work. And, and this is only just the beginning onset of it. So not to scare you guys, if you're educated, you know how to maneuver for yourself. That's the biggest thing. Don't go by the frenzy of what the media is telling you because unfortunately, you know, that sometimes they each have their own agendas and they, they can do it in, in mass volumes by influencing how we feel. If you understand your, your situation, you'll understand how to navigate through it properly. Well, I, I know one thing too, we're definitely uh, going to get a lot of new employees or people flooded into the market that were realtors that uh, because there's the real realtor count right now is through the <laughs> roof. So, you know, and as, as is every time there's a market like this, everybody goes and gets their real estate license. Absolutely. So. <laughs> That's why I've been losing business to the last six months. I'm all like, don't worry guys, I'll be here at the end of September. So if you're, if you're an employer, just be ready. Because they're, they're going to shift back to yeah, and, exactly. And, that was so true in 2008. <laughs> it happens every time, and same with building. All the new build, you know, you get a lot of flood of new builders, like a painter turning a builder or whatever. They're all going to go back to kind of doing what the they yeah. <laughs> So jokingly, I mean, some obviously are great and turned out great. There's always good to have new healthy competition, but a lot of people during these Very markets. True get the real estate license. So. Yeah, no, it's very true. If it's true here in California and it's true in Florida, it's true across the across yeah. the board. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, but Lisa, this has been, it's always a pleasure having you. Obviously we're going to do this again. Yes, um, absolutely. So we'll have a Christmas listening. special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Where can people find and connect with you once again? So I am on all uh, social media platforms between LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram as Lisa Florida. So L-I-Z-A and then Florida, just like the state you're in, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can go on my website. It's www.lisaflorida.com um, to find me. So I am on all platforms. Please feel free to reach out. Like I said, if you're not from the state of California, I can at least connect you to someone that's in your state. If you're going through a distress situation, it's better to know now what your options are than to wait law, you know, 
oftentimes I understand that the the process is scary, but if you if you start early, you you'd you'd be surprised at how much more options you have by starting early. And go check out that podcast yours, obviously, too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Please check out 8 Billion Project. Uh, I am celebrating my one-year anniversary Congrats. next week. Thank you so much. It's been it's been quite a journey. So Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on. And obviously, everybody that is listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We will be doing another one a couple months from now. So stay tuned for that. And with that being said, thanks all for listening. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.